0: Welcome to Talking Health Tech, my name is Peter Birch, and this is a podcast of conversations with doctors, developers, and decision makers that are playing in the Australian health tech scene today. With me today is Karen Finnan. Karen is a physiotherapist and the director of a company called Online Physio, who specialise in providing long-distance physiotherapy consultations to people who have trouble accessing traditional care. She's been a physio for 20 years and worked in many rural areas here and abroad, And in that time, identified the recurring need for patients in remote areas to have better access to quality care for injury management. Due to the success of Online Physio, she's become one of Australia's leading authorities when it comes to telehealth and is passionate about opportunities that intersect between health, business and technology. Karen, thanks so much for joining.
1: Pete, it's so great to be here.
0: I think I think there's like a level of irony or or, or aptness. Is that the word that the fact that we're meeting via via um a a dial-in or a webcam or um telly? Some kind of teleconnect. That sounded very untech of me. I apologise, but that's <laughs> what do you call it when you're meeting on the computer thing? You know what? Thing? There's there's
1: internet, yeah. and we're doing stuff that's connecting us. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. All good. it's all good. That's good, good. <laughs> enough.
0: That's good enough. That's good. <laughs> um, uh, awesome. And so and so, wait, wait, you're you're you don't look like you're in a rural and remote remote area, though. Whereabouts are you at the moment? <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm 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 right in the middle of suburbia in Melbourne, so uh, I can't claim to have you know cows or kangaroos out my window at the moment, Pete, but. Um I do reach far and wide with my consultations from this very spot. So uh, there's still a connection there.
0: <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, well, tell me a bit more about that then. Well, um, uh, the, the usual who are you and what do you do type question.
1: Yeah. So uh, as you said in the introduction, I'm a physiotherapist. Um, I've got a master's in musculoskeletal physiotherapy. And uh, yeah, about six or seven years ago, I launched an entirely online physiotherapy practice uh, called Online Physio. And And um, yeah, we basically do online physiotherapy consultations. So if people are having trouble accessing traditional models of care, then uh, Mm. we're an option for them. And, uh, yeah, it's um, certainly been a journey over the last six or seven years. Back then, uh, you know, I didn't even know what the term telehealth meant. You know, I had this idea that I could do these consultations remotely, but I I didn't know it was a thing um, until I went and sort of did a bit of a lit review to see has anyone done this before. So, yeah, a bit of an early adopter there. But, um, yeah, sort of over time we're now in the last sort of you know, 18 months to two years where telehealth is getting a lot of interest and traction and it's a really exciting time to be in the space.
0: Yeah, I was going to say uh, seven years ago to start that, it's, it's kind of a time where, I don't know, from, from my perspective, doing something like physio, which when I think of physio, I, I think of, you know, very hands-on kind of cons- consultations and, and, and everything. So it's it doesn't feel like a normal kind of fit for me. But um, is telehealth a popular choice for physiotherapy?
1: Yeah, well, look, it's it's obviously not something you think of initially. Physio is traditionally thought of as a very hands-on profession. Mm-hmm. Um, but perhaps uh, by means of explanation, I could sort of give you the little background to, to how I got started. And and as many entrepreneurial ideas do start, Pete, it, it was seeing a, a sort of a problem, a gaping hole that, that sort of needed a solution. Yeah. Um, my partner, who is also a physio, he was working in East Timor, a developing nation off the coast of Indonesia, and um he was working there and i had to keep myself busy i opened a a little private practice and was treating you know expats that were living and working there um and the real uh, issue came when we were leaving to move back to australia after three years and um you know i just sort of felt that these people still needed to be able to access injury management I felt that with my clinical reasoning and my skills, that even without putting my hands on them, I could help them arrive at a diagnosis and therefore a rehab plan. Um, And that was sort of the the momentum for for, for starting the online clinic. And I think what it's really done for me is helped me to realize how much of our role as health professionals is in education, how much of our skill as health professionals is in clinical reasoning, and how important it is to empower patients or clients to get themselves better Mm. for whatever format that looks like for your health profession. So obviously the medical profession have been more pioneers. There's been more sort of funding and push in the the medical profession for telehealth, but allied health is certainly hot on the heels now. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, some of the talking therapies, more of your psychology counselling, that's a really natural fit. Um, But now we're seeing some of the more physical-based health professions transition online as well
0: yeah yeah because because if if i think about some of the companies or 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 providers of telehealth that i that i know off the top of my head it's often around this is from a personal opinion it's it's almost often around that allied space like you say the 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 um speech pathologists or 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 some other kind of longer consultation that's required or check-ins and everything like that but it's it's um, it feels like it's a lot of um, trying to start the car when we're talking about, say, the, the general practitioner or even the specialist market. Maybe specialists because there's those certain Medicare rebates that are accessible for remote areas and all that kind of stuff. But in a GP kind of environment, um, they're not a great deal of attractions. Do you, do, do you think, um, uh, I only see a certain kind of segment though, do you think one group adopts telehealth better than the other per se?
1: It's, it's a really good question and I think you'll find within each health profession there are people who are open to pushing the boundaries and innovating and probably a large population within the health profession that are a little stuck in the way it's always being done. Mm. So I think you find that within every health profession. So there are um, GPs and specialists that are really leading the way but they're largely in the minority in that medical profession. You know the same thing goes for all the other health professions and and look i know myself that i i have to make a conscious effort to be very open-minded with what's possible in telehealth i used to always use the catch cry oh well you know this can be converted online and that can but gee dentistry we'll never see dentistry online will we Well, of course, now I've got a a fantastic contact, Christine May, who has launched an entirely online dental practice. So, yeah, so look, you just you just need to be open to the possibilities. And again, you know, education, collecting knowledge, using cameras, there's all these ways that we can reach and educate people. And, yeah. you know, I mean, for someone who's terrified of the dentist, what better way of um, doing a consultation than through a video where you can't, you don't need to be scared of any needles or drills at that moment. That's right. That's <laughs> right.
0: I guess if there's a patient need, then, then you know, it's, it's time to deliver. So, um, yeah, really interesting. Do you have any do you have many competitors in the, um, the online telehealth physio kind of space?
1: So when I first started, for, for a number of years, no, um, I was really quite a silo. Some some services came and went, but yeah, look, in the last sort of one or two years, there's a lot more interest and a lot of people um, starting to develop strategies um, for telehealth. Uh, and look, with a range of success, I would say, um, you know, I think it's something that obviously takes a, a marketing mindset behind it to earn the trust of clients and patients to sort of, you know fork out for these services basically um but there's a lot of space there's a lot of space in telehealth even within the physiotherapy profession because there's so many different specialties and niches and that's because you can reach so far with with digital you can really that classic sort of phrase of inch wide mile deep you can be Mm -hmm. really specialist in something and and suddenly reach a lot more people
0: Mm -hmm. is it like a I would think that it would be popular to do it as almost like a hybrid. Like there's the, the you see your patient in the clinic every now and then, and then you do your check-ins via telehealth. Is that the general kind of thing? But you're, you're purely all online. Is that, yeah, is that how you do and, it? Yeah, and
1: that's a really interesting concept, actually. Um, there are a lot of people who've trialed a hybrid model. Some work, some have a bit of trouble in terms of if somebody has the, the ability to see you in person, it's hard to then convince them now we'll continue online if they're in a position where online is their only option they're really open to what can be done and to receiving the information and to acting on it Hmm. so yeah i think we'll see all sorts of models develop in telehealth including hybrid models like you mentioned um but we just need to be really aware of what's the psychology for the patient in saying why would i now do this by video when i don't get to pop in and have my chat to the receptionist and you know Read outdated magazines in the waiting room and that sort of thing. So
0: yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That's interesting. So, so if there was, um, you know, what would you recommend to the, the 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 health professionals that are out there that might be thinking about getting started with 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 telehealth? Is it just a matter of um, jumping on Skype? I feel like it's a little bit more than just jumping on Skype.
1: <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. Now you hit the nail on the head there. So, look, I'm very much an advocate for keeping it simple you certainly don't need complex, um, you know, gadgetry to get started online, a good quality webcam and most, you know, computers have that these days. Yeah. But I think what we really need to think about is um, safety and security of the platforms that we're using. Now, this goes for people with in-person clinics as well. You know, we're bound, we, we often forget this, but we're bound by the Australian Privacy Principles, which means keeping, mm. you know, patient data safe. So Although it is simple to get started, you do need to choose the right platforms. And Skype, for example, is a platform that has uh, some question marks around its encryption um, and who can access that. So we can do better than that these days. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of platforms now that are being developed specifically for telehealth. And, um, you know, have some of those safety features that we need. So you need a good quality, secure practice management software, just like in person. You need a good quality, perhaps exercise prescription software, just like in person. What we're adding in is the video platform. So, you know, we've got to make sure that we're picking a, a platform that's A, suitable from a security perspective and B, user friendly for your client or patient.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Um, so, so moving on to the the age old question that everyone seems to ask when it comes to telehealth, um, which is who pays. Um, I feel like sometimes that's a very easy answer for people to to give as to why we're not seeing you know every every consult performed online because you know Medicare is not keeping up. Um, like you're you're in this every day and you're seeing it um, fr- from your perspective. Um, how are we going with that whole billing question like it feels like this this is this ongoing project there's there's people advocating for things there's kind of efforts that are being taken are are we starting to see some movement in the right direction or is it do we need to 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 do something transformational to really you know start start kicking into gear
1: oh look it's it's such an interesting question and there's a few parts to that for me in my head um, I think we've got to sort of look at the division of we're talk- when we're talking about medical and specialists. We're talking about um, you know public sector funding. Mm. You care when we're talking about allied health. We're often talking about private sector funding, so the private mm. health insurers. Now, in an ideal world, in a big picture you know view of it, telehealth will be simply a different format to perform the same quality of health service, the same consultation that we do in person, but it is now in a more accessible format. So it's not a whole new service. It's the same service, just using technology to do it a different way. So I guess big picture, we would like to see that that parity of funding, I suppose, whether it be through Medibank for the medical profession or through the private health insurers. Having said that, I believe that there is a massive role for the private sector, for private enterprise in moving this forward. So this is you know, in our situation, um, a user pays model, um, the rebates aren't available for our health uh, physio consultations yet. So this is simply a case of people choosing to say, well, I can't access this anyway because I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere. Mm. I'm happy to pay for this service because it'll give me the care that I need. We've got more agility than the big arduous public health systems and private health insurance sectors. So we can be moving forward um, patient awareness how telehealth consultations work how we adapt things appropriately online we can be working on all that stuff and providing that service for people who are happy to pay for it while the bigger you know funding models take their time to work out the processes because it's hard there's 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 system factors there's safety factors you know there's a lot more to it than just saying switch on the tap and suddenly give us the rebates so i think you can't just push against that you have to understand you know the complexities involved yeah, cool. No, I've got it, got it. Um,
0: so for the aspiring entrepreneur or developer out there that might be thinking about getting into the telehealth game, um, whether it's delivering a, a platform or a service, um, it could be a clinician too. Actually, it doesn't have to just be. You know, I guess there's that blend. Um, what What makes a good telehealth platform or service that's provided, and what makes them stand out from the others, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, look, I love this question. Um, The the first part is, of course, um, that we need to make this service easy and um, attractive for our end user, our patient or our client. So it has to be user-friendly from their perspective and um, look, you know, in in a professional sort of manner. But what we need to remember is that often us as therapists, can be clients in a sense as well. When you're looking at building teams that will be offering telehealth solutions, if it's not easy for the therapist to learn how to use, that can often be the link in the chain of launching a new telehealth service that that you know can fall over. And I think this is probably when you were talking about earlier, Pete, about how um, there have been trials in the medical field of telehealth consultations. I think they were really looking at such arduous technology solutions that it just right. became too hard. Yeah. So I think the real magic source is, is you know, how can you make it just seem seamless and easy for the therapist to yeah. use? Um, I think that's really important. And in terms of actual tech platforms, um, look, as you well know, in the tech space, nothing's perfect. And in fact, the, the platforms that are pushing the boundaries do regularly have bugs and do updates and do changes. What I look for in a platform is how regularly they are, are they changing and updating things? How mm-hmm. well are they communicating that to their users? I want a system that's agile and evolving, not one that's perfect out of the box because none of them are. Yeah. So um, that's that's sort of another strength of a good platform as well.
0: Well, thank you. So, so for, for online physio, then what's on the horizon for for you? And 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 how do people find out a bit more?
1: Yeah. So, um, I guess because of uh, being in the online consultation space for a little while, I'm now um, in, a, in a lovely position where I've got lots of health professionals sort of with, approaching me with questions and all of that. So now I've sort of, I, I suppose, developed another arm where I've got lots of great videos and blog posts and that sort of stuff for people looking to get started in telehealth. Um, so if you want to check out our online practice, our online physio practice, that's at www.online.physio. But if you're a health professional wanting to find out how to get started and get some free resources and information, then head over to karenfinnan.com and uh, you'll be able to check out some of the stuff there as well.
0: Yeah, cool. Excellent. Karen, I really appreciate your time. Um, I'll put some, I'll put those links in the show notes as well and um, I look forward to catching up with you remotely another time soon.
1: Oh, I would love that and always, always love talking tech. So <laughs> thanks for your time.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Go do some stuff on our socials and website, share it with some people and give us a nice review and a five-star rating because it all helps to spread the word and get people talking. Until next time, I'm out of here.